Uh, welcome to the Pure Steel Podcast. I am your host, Louis P. Schreier. Uh, I thought I'd get her off kicking right away. Uh, happy Monday to everybody. Um, so, a couple weeks ago, I found out I was drawn for Lit Beard Company's mystery flavor coming up here. Um, talked to Anthony a little bit today, and I had to give him some kudos. It is absolutely the best scent I've ever put my hands on. Um, he, he obviously would tell me shit about the scent. All he did was sent it to me. But all I got to say is when he drops this oil, get your asses to litbeardco.com. Use the promo code STEEL. You get a little bit off your first purchase. And uh, hell yeah. It, it, like I said, this, this scent is absolutely amazing. It's, and it's, it's kind of a... There's a little bit of a spice to it. Uh, you can def- definitely smell a little bit of tobacco. Um, yeah, it's really, it's really good. I'm actually super excited for Lit to uh, get that one out, release the name of it, because like I said, I have zero clue what the name is going to be. All I know is I was one of four to get the first sample of this mystery oil. And if you guys got Lit before, he usually had a black wax. He went red around the wax and then like uh just a sticker you get in any box and i got those stickers all over my table and yeah i yeah i it's a good full beard life is wonderful um my absence from doing the show the last couple weeks i went to indianapolis for the wet show uh big plumbing pumping so basically a work conference thing, uh, a lot of educational stuff. I learned a lot. I actually did a hit on a Dennis the Apprentice's show there uh, for Zoom Drain. So if you guys uh, feel nosy, you can go find my hit on Zoom Drain. You know, this is a short 15-minute interview. Talked a lot about my show. Talked about what we look for young guys coming up in the trades. Um, and I got this fucking badass mug down there. And I got this shirt. Uh, if you guys know... Um, the you betcha guy, he does all the hits on Twitter, uh, like on what the hell they call him, um, TikTok. He does stuff with uh, the man talk minute guy and all that stuff. But he is actually the like uh, spokesman for Hammerhead Trenchless, who's uh, there they do a trenchless pipelining out of Wisconsin. Everyone, it's over in Madison, a uh, great group of guys. But uh, they gave these shirts out there, about to go down. So kind of like a shitter, I guess, right? Um, yeah, but you get to see so much cool shit there, and I got to meet so many cool fucking people there. I got to meet the the rappy plumber, Danny Danny G. Uh, I got to meet George De Jesus, who is an Instagram god on you know for plumbing. You know, the stuff that guy can do with pipe is amazing. Super smart. Um, I got to meet uh Rob Pro Drains, who is. He actually came bringing a buddy. We, we do still do chat quite a bit. He's a super great guy. Uh, I didn't get to meet Billy Teeter all day. Yeah, he shook his hand. We we're at the big rigid thing. He's a great guy too. Uh, it, just there's so many people congested in that one little area. And I, if you guys know me well enough, I don't like to be in big you know, crowds. So I kind of tucked away. I met got to meet Steve the plumber. He's a firefighter plumber. I got a sticker on the table. 
got to meet a bunch of cool vendors from Rigid. I did sign up for the Rigid experience, so cross your fingers, hopefully I get it. Not that uh, I deserve it by any means. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that do deserve it. I know George is one of the first ones going, I believe, but yeah, there's just so much stuff. If you guys are, you know, obviously I'm kind of a nerd when it comes to plumbing. I know it's not. It's kind of a should talk about work on your own show, but uh, yeah, there's so many cool fucking products out there. You get to learn a lot. I mean, this fucking thick skull of mine can't obtain so much information, but I learned a lot, met a lot of cool people. And uh, speaking of like really cool people I've met in the past and doing all this stuff, uh, I brought my buddy Noah on today, uh, Ugly Gaming. I play with these guys almost every fucking week, it seems. But uh, here's Noah. What's up, dude? What are you drinking? What's up, man? What are you drinking uh, there? IPA, man, always. Kind of IPA. Kind of IPA you got there? And he froze. You still there? I can't. I can't hear you. Your, your volumes. Your. I'm gonna back you out. Can you come back and try to get better connection? Can't hear you. Okay. So um, yeah, I was down in Indianapolis. A lot of cool shit down there. I don't know if people like really realize how fucking awesome Indianapolis is. It's a, one of the, probably one of the coolest big cities I've ever been to. And I haven't been to a lot. I've been to Milwaukee, Madison, you know, stuff like that. See, you know, cities. But where we stayed, we were right next to Lucas Oil, and you walk. I can't remember the name of the street, but we, you know, you walk straight up. Basically, you know, going to Hart, going on downtown, and. They had that big ass statue of uh, old number eighteen, Peyton Manning. It's uh, it's definitely a, a pretty cool little. You know, if you're about my age or maybe even a little bit older, a lot of cool bars, a lot of friendly people. Uh some awesome ref, uh, restaurants too. I can't remember the name of the one. It's like a Brazilian restaurant. Went to down there, but it was really good food. What? Went to another uh, another bar down there too. Uh, burned by, there's a bar down down there called Burns, big cigar bar, pretty freaking sweet. But we're gonna try Noah back here. What's up, dude? Hello. Better. Yep, it's better now. There we go. How are you doing, man? Not bad. Not bad at all. I'm uh, living the dream. They some people say. Yeah, sounds like a cool plumbing convention. Oh, dude, it was so much fun. Like, I I absolutely love seeing new stuff, and there's so much new shit there. And, like, I, 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 I always said, like, you know, living in this era is, like, the golden age of anything. But, like, yeah. golden age of plumbing is here. Like, from all the press tools, all the all the sewer fixing, all the liners, all the, you know, all the, you know, everything. It's, it, was, it was almost too much the first day. Like, there's so much shit there. Excellent. That's good. My beer is uh, Sierra Nevada IPA. Okay. I think that's everywhere. I think everybody, every state has it probably. Yeah, it's the uh, it's from Chico. It's not too far from me, and pretty sure they're worldwide at this point. They're yeah, popular. fucking huge. Chico, that's uh, Aaron Rodgers' hometown, right? It is. Good call. I forgot about that. Yeah. How far away is that from you? 
an uh, hour 15. So you're pretty close to the burning. To what? To, uh, the fires out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if too many going on right now, but every summer is a disaster. Yeah. Now, last year in particular was pretty bad, wasn't it? Last year in particular was pretty bad. Yeah. I don't know if you've heard of Tahoe, Lake yeah. Tahoe. It's yep. kind of like, yeah, it's, it's a pretty big lake and uh, it was grayed out for a good three months. So, like, do they put your, like, town on alert then? Like, with a fire that close? Uh, no. We'll get, like, days off work because the smoke is so thick. It's so gray. It's not good to be outside. So, like you'll get, like, days off. But It's like being in a bar. You just go in there, suck it in, and go in and out. That's what I do. Yeah, I take advantage of it. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the fire zone, they do a pretty good job. Uh, Cal Fire does a good job of containing it so you don't really evacuate unless it's dangerous so for like, me it's just what's the there. what's the dangerous point then like is there like a certain like like a certain like mile radius where like this is too dangerous for anybody to be around here just in case the wind switches or yeah i mean the closest i was was 10 miles and we got like warnings that you might get evacuated but it was never mandatory um also probably depends on the type of fire. Is it a bush fire or is it going to be a forest fire? Depends on the kind of shrub it is. The last one, that Caldera one that went through Tahoe was like the mountains. So that was pretty dangerous because it was pretty hard to settle down. Oh, yeah. So how how involved is the community then for like cleanup and shit there? I mean, like I know like around here, like when we get flooded – like, is the community pretty big and like getting out there and help cleaning up? Or, because like, oh, yeah. I like, like here, here, like our flooding, people are out there help pick up. You know, obviously, there's county workers that are out there like nonstop fixing shit, but like, is like after a fire, is there like a grace period or people out there right away like rehabilitating all the, you know, environment that was burnt? Yeah, the community is phenomenal. Um, I don't know if you've heard of on Netflix, there's that Paradise documentary that was a fire next to Chico. And Chico was like fundamental. Like people opened their houses. Uh, people took as much care as they could of the victims. It's a good documentary. I have to people watch that. What California fires are like. Yeah, it's got to be crazy. Living yeah, in a lot of fire. It's, it's got to be like at any minute we can get. You have to get evacuated. That's got to be kind of crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Summer it seems to be getting worse, and there's yeah, it's crazy. It sucks that we're getting used to it, but. You expect it at this point. Yeah. So this last fire was started by a uh, like a, like a gender unveiling. Is that correct? Oh no, that wasn't this year. That one gets all the media because it's a good story. But that was uh, that was like 2018. That was in Southern California. But yeah, they did like fireworks for the gender and caught uh, yeah a lot of Southern California on fire. Speaking of gender unveiling, I did see yours. Congratulations. Yeah. I did see your, uh, you did that little walk away, you know, like fist bump, like you're having a boy. So congratulations on that. Sports side of me came out. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If I'm not wrong. I yelled, he's going to the league. That was like the first thing I said. <laughs> Which league? Don't know yet. Find Don't out later. Yet. He's going to the league. He's going to the phase. Might be the right? darts league. Ugly gaming? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The gaming league. Yeah, that's what the money's in. It seems like every week there's a tournament that you can probably make twenty grand on. 
Yeah, it seems like there's a ton of money just super traded, like ran by the top ten gamers. All those tournaments are. But I just see, yeah, I can't remember. Stuff. I was there's, watching the one the last week, two weeks ago. And I was still still Mountain was in it. I'm watching him. I, I've been trying yeah. to play more like him. He these balls. He doesn't give a shit. That's how I kind of like you know. Yeah, you play me enough, and look, I don't give a fuck if I die. I'm just here to have fun. But yeah, yeah. That's that's the idea. I, mean, I, I would be more effective if I had to play with one guy on the team. I think my stats would be a lot better. Right. But I guess you know right. Stevie needs to get his kills too, so he might as well have have a couple. Get his ego up. Might as well keep the energy high, keep the morale. Yes, fuck. I think playing with Ugly the last I don't know a year and a half. I think I've actually enjoyed gaming more than I ever have in my life. And I think it's really cool that our group has that vibe. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, that's uh, community and, like, socializing and just having people to play with has always been the niche for me, not who can be better. Uh, so I'm saying to make a you know, make a lot if you're not that good community. But I would... Can you hear me? Oh, you're starting to go in and out again. It's it's okay right now, I think. Oh, shit. Okay. He'll be right back. Um, so what he's talking about is uh, I play online with a gaming community called Ugly Gaming, which if you look at the title right there in the bottom, Ugly. That's the name of the kind of a clan tag, I guess, on Warzone. And they have a huge battlefield community. Um, you can find if you, if you're on Discord, you can find them on Discord. And he also has a website. I'll let him get more of that here in a minute. He is coming back on here. How can people find Ugly Gaming again? Yeah, uglygaming.org. You Google Ugly Gaming, uh, typically no space, you'll find us quicker, but uh, uglygaming.org is the best way. And then our Discord, Instagram, if anyone wants to ever play with us, it's all there. You can DM the Instagram, you can join the Discord, everyone's welcome. Um, rules are super easy, don't be an asshole. <laughs> Just be cool. I'm an asshole and you guys let me play, so. Yeah, special kind. Yeah, sorry my my thing keeps glitching up. I have an iPhone seven. That's all I got really to join the podcast. So that's all right. Um, yeah, usually like phones, like they have a weird screen, but yours actually is kind of normal, so not too worried about it. That's something. Yeah, I'm working on investing in a good laptop uh, and a microphone so I can do this more seriously. It'd be awesome. I figured you'd have like a big computer setup. You have like no. a round a round screen. Up, mounted up high, you know, lean, lean back and play. Oh man, no, I play with a beer and a bean bag and more beer, <laughs> more beer, <laughs> just, oh, just TV man. on a stand. Yeah, I, I don't have the gaming setup that my stereotype kind of would expect. Yeah, I, I, I do have a computer, but I don't game on it. Maybe I, I, I always like kick the can around, like maybe I should just put some hardware on it and try to fucking run it, but. I don't have the time to do that. I don't have the time to put together a computer because I'm not good at it. My specialty is pipes. I put my hand in shitters. That's about it. Yeah. 
Yeah, my buddy, uh, my cousin Krisky, if you ever have seen him or played with him, he's got a bitch and setup, but he shows me all the work he does to it, the money he spends on it, and it's definitely a hobby on its own, just building, let alone yeah. the games that you play after it's built. There's constant maintenance as well. Well, like you see, like the like the rig setups that like like Stone Mountain has and like uh, Rexzilla. Yeah. All this, just like what kind of fucking money you guys got in the system? Like ten, you know, it's got to be like ten grand is the minimum for some of those guys. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I was watching this video and uh, I don't know if you saw the news. Snoop Dogg just joined Phase, which is something to kind of mind blowing to begin with. But on top of that, I was watching a clip, and the guy actually has phenomenal gameplay. He snipes like five people in Warzone in uh, five seconds. Oh yeah, he's very impressive. He, uh, there's a video on YouTube of him playing uh, Dr. Disrespect and Madden. It was pretty fucking fun to watch. What was mind-boggling to me and what we were saying is uh, he must have at least a $20,000 computer. He's got to have it so set up. For Snoop Dogg yes. to be that good as a 18th career that he's attempted doing. Or he's just a goat. <laughs> Everything. He I can see him just being a goat. I can see him just getting stoned out of his mind, just sitting down and just decompressing the day, all on a fucking you know, mind boggling. Yeah, it's me. Is like I don't rap. I'm not a entertainer. I'm not a artist of any way like he is. So nothing's more like almost frustrating when you see Snoop Dogg get on and smoke in Warzone. It's like, damn it, this guy, you know. Holds it down, but it's it's more entertainment. He's it's fun to watch him. Who's your uh, favorite streamer to watch? My cousin. I don't. I'm not a big streamer guy. I've never been into streaming myself too much, uh, and I've never really watched streams. I'd rather just play. Uh, so I kind of just support Krisky the most I can, and I enjoy watching him because he doesn't. He's not super competitive. He has that really cool guy approach, and you just kind of feel like you're sitting behind him while you're watching him stream. Yeah, see, I, I love, I wake up every morning, I turn on Rexzilla because it's more of like a, he does, it, it, he like just hangs out with the people in the morning. Like he just, he sits there, he interacts with Chad, he has full conversations. He, you know, he answers his questions. He, you know, he pours his life out there for people to like, you know, really get involved with who he is as a person. And uh, I just I don't know something about that format. It's like a morning radio show, but you know, obviously with Warzone. And I think that's it's it's a lot of fun. It's a whole. I think for him, he's really revolutionary. You know, become kind of a revolutionary for how to do your live stream. Besides just playing and you know your bullshit comments, he's playing with his friends, the same four guys, which is like Mugs TV, Abrupt, and I can't remember the other guy, but it, it's just fun to. Be That's a part cool of that every day. I think. Build a relationship. Really... Yeah, it's cool to build a relationship with their viewers, and you feel valuable even when you're just watching. You feel like you're a part of it. It's, it's cool. Well, see, like, he like he like remembers who you are too. Like you know you know me well enough. I'm gonna say something smart ass no matter what. So like I will comment something stupid, and he like he'll read it. He remembers exactly who I am when I say it, and he usually gets a laugh out of it because he's just you know just it's it's me. It's just being a goofball. I've been, I've been trying to get his ass on my show for a while. I think I ask him like once a day, hey, when are you coming on the show? And he's always like, I do my own show once a day during the you know, Monday to Friday. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. 
It's not just me. It's a lot of people. Yeah. Remembers. It's, it's more than one person remembers, obviously. It's not just me, but, like, you know, it's the smart asses that kind of get get attention. I'd love to get them on. I, I've been trying to get Stone Mountain on, too, for a while, so hopefully one day I can get one of them. It'll be fun. If you get Stone, that'd be amazing. Uh, back to your I'm saying who's my favorite. I'll just go big names. It'd be between the two, respect and disrespect, and, uh, Stone Mountain. I've been watching Stone Mountain since Battlefield 3 when he had that first uh, mom's calling him to bed, that clip, you know, and he, he's yeah. doing full military uh, call call outs. I was he like, was doing that in uh, her dance was, too for a while. Fuck, but... what? He was doing that in her dance too for a while. For no kind of the dance first dropped, he was kind of doing that. Oh, was yeah, he's he's a lot of fun. He's just yeah, a different he's, cat. Gaming. Yeah, he's he's witty. Yeah, I think you got to be though. You know, in that kind of for that kind of uh, you know, field, you got to be kind of witty and quick. You know, because Warzone's toxic. I don't care what anybody says. What people say to each other on that, nobody can say it in real life. You know what I mean? Like some of the shit that people say on that game is just hilarious. Especially, uh, you should try. Uh, we don't play much, but if you go, if you, it's really rude. You're uh, lagging out again. Oh, I going through. Yeah, it, is. it might be better. Maybe. I think it's better. You hear me? I can hear you now. Yeah? I think so. Yep. Okay. Man. You got to upgrade your uh, equipment there, Hoss. Oh, yeah. I You're right. I'm looking to get it on at least, but a computer would be the world's difference, especially when we do events like this. Yeah. Um, I had a question, but I lost it. It'll come back to me. I'm sure. Mm -hmm. We're talking about uh, evil people on Call of Duty last time. Yeah, no, it's, I believe. Toxic. it's a toxic. My dog's going off. Um, it's, it's a toxic lifestyle, man. Those fucking people are just assholes. Every single one of them. Even us. Even, like, even our team. We're the worst. The shit we talk to each other, you know. I wish we could record some of the, you know, the conversations and like the shit we say to each other too sometimes. But uh, you can always stream it, man. You can always go back. But I ain't good enough for that. I, I I could probably do it on this computer, but it's not really set up to be a gaming computer. It's more like a business computer. I got it for cheap. It was like three hundred fifty bucks, but and I got it hooked to a TV for gaming. What was that? Oh, nice. Are you PS4 you for gaming? Uh, Xbox, no. I went to the Xbox Series S. The older one? No, it's the the newer one, but no no disc. All digital. Oh, word. You should be able to stream pretty good off that then. I think I should be able to, but if I'm going to do it, like I like to do like disrespect as you, like, you have your character in the corner. I think like my reactions would be hilarious too. 
No, I definitely could try it. Yeah, good job. And my internet, my internet really isn't that great either. To, I'd have to run an Ethernet cord to do that, probably. I could probably do it down here. I'm going to try it one night. We're going to try that one night. I think my mic is terrible, man. I think your I think mic's fine. I think, just, I think it's just a connection really to the... Late. Let's try this. There. So that, right, that's so your ugly shit. Yeah, put your ugly shirt there. What's what's the gear? One of them. Yep, the original logo, the broccoli. And you, and you can get that on ugly on your website, right? No, not this one. This is a super old one. This is back when I used to do the printing. Okay. The good old days. You have a couple new yeah. ones out. I see. You had to push that one. And you got yeah. the yeah you got yeah there's a there's a couple of them I thought were fucking sweet I gotta buy one. Squad when, uh, wiper, reverse squad wiper. Yeah, I have the push that one. Obviously, I post a lot about it, but uh, I got to get my myself the uh, rebirth island one. That's a good one. Yeah, that's fun. Um. Yeah, so I wanted to get into a little bit of sports. A lot happened last week in particular. Um, so, yeah. obviously, Aaron Rodgers came back. coming back to the Green Bay Packers. Sticking with the Green Bay Packer news, uh, today the Packers released Zaria Smith and Billy Turner to keep that cap number down. And uh, obviously, with, with, with Rodgers re-signing to Green Bay, Denver had a pursuit of quarterback, and Denver went out and got themselves Russell Wilson, old number three, for the Seahawks, or from the Seahawks. I'm just kind of curious, for like my aspect, looking at it, the first time in Russell Wilson's career, he's looked at as you weren't our first choice, you were a second choice, which to me is kind of funny because he's a he's a Future Hall of Fame quarterback, perennial pro baller. You know, what can't you say about Russell Wilson? He's a, he, he's a tremendous human being. He's married to Sierra. You know, he has a great family, great lifestyle. Team three has always been everywhere over the board. And then you get Pete Carroll the week before saying, I'm not here for a rebuild. Uh, and then the next Tuesday, boom. They trade out Russell Wilson, who is their kind of cornerstone piece to the whole uh, to the whole organization. Now, looking at a high insight, there are other alternatives out there at quarterback. As in, there's a Deshaun Watson still available out of Houston, and you can still make trades out. You know, for other backups, you know, there's reports out there saying that the Indianapolis Colts are interested in uh, former work on draft pick for the Green Bay Packers, Jordan Love. And it's, it's a really interesting marker right now. And I kind of just 
I wanted to like run past like another person's head. Like, where do you think the Broncos are now in comparison to what the Seahawks just were? Well, similar to what you said, I think it's going to depend a lot on how comfortable is Wilson going to be in Colorado. It's a big different fan base, uh, different weather environment for home games. Uh, it's a different style of play and how comfortable are, is Denver going to be having a new superstar come in? Are they going to be ready for his type of gameplay and how does that all mold together? I think overall he's going to be fine. He's, he's Russell Wilson. He's a phenomenal quarterback. Uh, he's a big name. He's going to bring a lot of revenue to the city. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch him. I'm, I'm kind of curious, like, are they going to give him, like, a Papa John's deal, too? Like, they would pay Manning? Those are great commercials. Those are really good commercials back in the day. Um, I just feel like it's almost like, to me, I thought Russ would have better off of Seattle because he got two fucking awesome targets. He got... You got Chris Carson in the backfield. They always have a solid tight end, it seems. They got a really you know, decent offensive line. Always have a, a decent defense. They always, you know, then they also have, like, DK Metcalf. And then the other receiver that's, you know, lose, lost in my head, but is what it is. But he's always had, like, a good crew of people there around him to be a cast. And I don't know. It's going to be weird seeing Russell Wilson in blue and orange. I think. You catch any of that or no? No, you uh, you froze for a good twenty seconds on my end. Yeah. Uh, um. Other news I seen. Uh, I'm do a, a hot restarting. Yeah, I'm not gonna restart. Um, you saw what? <laughs> Uh, I, I did see that Tom Brady's back, number year number twenty three. Oh yeah, big year. I'm curious why he wants to. I, see, I thought he, I honestly thought the only way he'd come back is to go to San Francisco. Noah froze out again, I believe. Um, you back now? Take your back again. I'm always here. I can hear you. It's just not okay. Going through. Your screen keeps on freezing. I can't hear your voice come back. Um, yeah, this just. This is like the best part of the year for me in football because you get like all the what if. Like I love free agency. I love the idea of like what if Jarvis Landry comes to Green Bay because they're making room for making all these moves. And they're obviously trying to move money around to extend guys like Jerry Alexander and, you know, Darnell Savage and the rest of the crew in the backfield for Green Bay. But like just the thoughts of like could Rob Gronkowski end up in Green Bay because he's technically a free agent. He won't. He's going to go back to Tampa, I'm sure, with Tom. But just, like, all the thoughts. Like, even, like, before Tom came back, there was talks of 
uh, Gronkowski going to Cincinnati to play with Joe Burrow, which I thought would be kind of intriguing. That's just it's another blocking tight end in the front to slow down big bodies coming at him. I'm just kind of curious how things are going to shake out here in the next couple weeks with free agency. Is my mic going through? Yeah, it is now. Yeah, I'm, I'm still a little delayed, but to what you're saying, it's it's a great time of the year because you get to really think about it. Like you were saying, you get to imagine, you get to place you and think about how good you are. You're lagging hard again, pal. You're rolling this time. Um, yeah, it's yeah. It's gonna be really exciting to see what all kind of takes place going forward in the NFL. I think Deshaun Watson, the sweet space for him, is gonna be you know out of the out of this realm. I think he's gonna get a hell of a number going forward. I, I'm guessing it'd be pretty similar to the trade from Russell Wilson. You know, from Denver to Denver to Seattle for Russell. So I think that was two first, two thirds, and players. Now where Deshaun will land? Uh, I, I seen Seahawks. I seen. No, I seen Seahawks. I seen Saints. I seen the Panthers. I uh, the Colts are always looking for a quarterback. Mitchell Trubisky just signed with Pittsburgh. So we'll see how he does in the second running here. Um. Yeah, it's just gonna be, it's gonna be a wacky off season. I think. I think there's gonna be so many different things moving back and forth with who goes where, how things land. Um. Obviously, what other teams' salary caps are gonna look like. I think. Uh, I really, I really do think that the salary caps will be the biggest thing. Although the number keeps on like, going up every, you know. I think projection was every, you know twenty million every year. Projections are gonna keep on going up for the salary cap. So I think that's what favored the Packers picking up Rodgers is they can. I don't actually they haven't released the numbers yet of Rodgers' deal. It's supposed to be astronomical, which I don't really think that's gonna be the case. I think obviously I think every player should get paid, but I think you know for the footprint of the team. I thought the number was like if the quarterback is over 13% of the salary cap, they've never won a Super Bowl. And I think how they orchestrated the deal was his deal would be at about 9%. So they can kind of hopefully retain certain pieces. And like I kind of stated before, uh, Billy Turner and Zadarius Smith were both cut today from what I understand. I've seen that they restructured Preston Smith to open up some little more cap space. And I've seen – there's been a couple other little things going on. I know they restructured uh, David Bakhtiari. And they kind of – they keep on turning the wheel here. So maybe Packers kind of get a splashy splashy pick 
pick up here in the offseason. I don't know. And obviously, they haven't really done it so much in the past, you know, big splashy acquisitions. Even at the, even at the time, Zadarius Smith wasn't a huge pickup. And even at the time, you know, you know, all these other pieces like Devondre Campbell. I guess I don't know. I think he's coming back. I believe he's coming back, but I think Razul Douglas is gone this year. Which rightfully so. I mean, you draft Eric Eric Stokes. You know, he had a hell of a year without Jair Alexander there. I think that is one person that they could probably live without, especially if Stokes is developing at the rate he was, because he was doing really, really well. You know, after he kind of got his feet in. You know, they, they always say like halfway through the year, you're not a rookie anymore. You kind of got the feel of the NFL. I believe that is kind of the case, especially with him. Um, I, who knows what's all going to go on past, I guess what we're going to find out here in a couple of weeks. Or even like, I mean, you know, when training camp hits, you know, who doesn't make the cut, who will make the cut. Um, baseball is yeah, baseball's back too. Finally. I mean it's not I don't like talking too much baseball on the show. It's just really not my my thing. I do like I love going to ball games. I love spending time at Miller Park, American Family Field. But it's just really not my forte to really get too deep into baseball. I kind of stick around MMA fighting and football and boxing, which you know, Tyson Fury's fighting in April, and I will get more on that, you know, once that time comes. Just so I kind of get a little more – for me, I love getting hyped up about the press conferences and stuff. And this last one, uh, his opponent did not show up to the press conference. Big big deal, and it's the first one of how many. But I, I think that the lore around Tyson Fury is going to be something that the sport's going to miss if he does end up retiring, because this was talk that this could actually be his final fight. I don't think that's going to be the case with him. I think Tyson Fury is going to be around probably three or four more fights. He has too much fun doing, uh, you know, doing the antics on stage and calling people a big dosser. And he's just, uh, he's one of a kind talent. He's definitely a, he's a different cookie for sure. Tyson Fury. And if you are tuning in live, thank you very much for joining us. This show is brought to you by Lit Beard Company. Lit Beard Company is the goddamn best beard oil beard product company on the planet. Use the promo code STEEL at litbeard.com, litbeardco.com. Get, I think it's 10% off your first purchase. I don't remember offhand. And like I said before, I was selected one of four people to try out the new scent coming out. I do not know the name of it. I do not know all the flavors of it. I do know what I smell, and I do smell a little bit of tobacco in there, kind of a spicy smell to it, a little bit of tobacco. It's really good. I actually threw it in before the show because my face itched. I, I, normally during the week, I don't put oil in before I go to work. That's because I, you know, depending on what I get into, I, you know, concrete or whatever. Like I was cutting concrete on Friday, and my beard kind of felt like steel wool. Came home, washed it out, conditioned it. Tossed in some lit beer company. Uh, that was Badger Bonfire tossed in. That was freaking amazing. Um, but yeah, I want to get back here to Noah. He's back. Uh, hey, hopefully, this is, hopefully, this is much better. 
I just spent a lot of time uh, setting up an older laptop. That a boy. Uh, yeah. You, you, yeah, you look clear. You okay. Visually look clear. So, um, you ever? Hey, you ever? Seven. You ever? Uh, you ever buy a lit beard company? I have not yet. Uh, I go off and on between beard and no beard. So, uh, you should uh, check out their stuff. I know. Uh, I always hype up Wisconsin, but my favorite scent by them is called Whisker. Actually, my second favorite scent from them. Yeah, uh, reshare uh, the uh, the discount code. Don't you have yeah. it for us? Yeah, steel. Steel. Yep. Yep. Uh, okay. Yeah. It's the, the the Wisconsin. Yeah, the Wisconsin whiskey is amazing. But for sure, my favorite scent. It's it kind of hits home. Actually, like. When he says like he wanted to kind of capture like this you now he likes to capture smells of like you know you know times of the year so badger bonfire is kind of like you know summertime wisconsin yeah and then uh whisco whiskey is supposed to be like the we have supper clubs out here so you know just you go eat dinner they're called the supper clubs okay i've not heard of this yeah so a new term for me it's it's like a, it's like you know just a high-end restaurant basically you know Family okay. home, family-owned restaurant thing. It's kind of neat. Um, and every one of these supper clubs, they specialize in old fashions. So the scent is supposed to be like an old fashioned. That's nice. So it's it, yeah, you know, the oil itself feels really good. In it smells really good. They have shampoo, beard balm, oils, and they have the best fucking t-shirts on the planet. <laughs> I wasn't gonna wear mine. I usually do, but I wanted to wear this shirt. Just kind of, you know, I was, I was in Indianapolis, but it's uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of fucking fun, man. Uh, especially, like, especially like getting to know Anthony like this well. To like, we we literally chat every day in Instagram. You know, he generally cares how I'm doing. I generally care how his business is doing, and he does take consideration from everybody he buy. You know. We're the consumer, and he listens to us. Like we get to pick what we want, and he kind of incorporates whatever we have for ideas and throws it out there. And I think this one is one that the you know us consumers wanted. Yeah, and we got it. And it absolutely delivered. It just is a really good scent, really good product. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm super interested. I'll check it out. I will when we get off here. Steel. Deal. Um. I was kind of talking when you kind of broke out last time. Um, obviously, the Texans have a big – quarterbacks are going to be on the move. That's going to be the new normal. I think quarterbacks are going to be – every team needs a quarterback to win. And mm -hmm. I think every team now is kind of realizing they need two things. They need a, you know, a, a defense that has a pulse that can keep 21 points to a minimum. I think 21 points is kind of like that, that – the engine stop, you know, like if you're running a car past like 98 miles per hour, your engine stops. And like 21 is the NFL engine stop. Like if you can hold off a deep offense to 21 points, if we score 24, we're going to win. Or we score more than that, we're going to win. I think 21 is kind of just that the special number, 21 points in a football game is three touchdowns. And I think if you get to the playoffs, it's going to be a myth, especially for watching Green Bay, San Francisco. I think, you know, that, that was a total fucking fluke of a game, and I still can't sleep. Mm. But I think like, if you look at any other playoff game, 21 points is kind of like if you're if you're, all you're going to score is 21, you're going to lose. 
Yeah, based off what you're saying, I couldn't agree more. I was thinking of playoffs as you were saying that, and that's pretty much how it went down. And I think, in my opinion, that's why the Rams ended up coming out on top was because their defense was able to stop strong offenses. I really do think the Rams, though, like, they went all in on a quarterback. They went all in on Matt Stafford. And they they got a Super Bowl. They did. And I, as a Packers fan, I I always fucking love Matt Stafford, man. I always thought he was – on just the wrong – I think if he were to go to the Rams three years – or was it three years ago they went to the Super Bowl, the Rams? I think if he was on if, – if if they never had Jared Goff, they had Matthew Stafford, they could have had three Super Bowls, in my opinion. I think he's I, exactly I, I think what he's that they're good. missing. Yeah, they're, that's what they're missing. When I say defensively, though, I mean, think of what they did to uh, Kansas City. Oh, yeah, they – it's uh, – uh, they played, yeah. That was the Niners, huh? Yeah. It was Niners, Niners and Rams. Niners, Rams, and uh, they, you know, Cincinnati. Right. Cincinnati, yeah, they play Cincinnati Super Bowl. Which, what Niners a Niners should have never turnaround. been there anyway. Should have been the Packers. Yeah. <laughs> what a turnaround for the Cincinnati uh, Bengals, man. Uh, going yeah. from – there was a list I seen, actually. And I'm going to find it as we talk here. But, like, the numbers of wins since 2000, the year 2000. And I think I'm trying to find it here. Wasn't it something like their first playoff win alone? In yeah, first playoff win since like 1989, I think. Yeah, I, th- I want to say it was it was edging 50 years. It was their first playoff win, let alone going to the Super Bowl. So like total wins, total wins since the year 2000. Um, obviously, I think you can guess who was number one. Patriots. Patriots, yeah, they had 254 wins. Number two, can you guess number two? Saints or Packers would be my top you're two. Wrong, you're wrong on both of them. Uh, ah, shit. Number two, Pittsburgh Steelers. Really? Well, that they're always they in the playoffs. Big days of Big Ben, yeah. Well, yeah, they, you, know, you got to look at like, dude, the, the, them and the Green Bay Packers, that's two and three. But they're always in the playoffs, and it's only okay. a margin of three Packers. games. Okay. But, like, you look at a team like Cincinnati, who was, since the year 2000, number 24 on the list, and they only have 159 wins since the, since the year 2000. So, wow. with that staff or the turning around to make, you know, and make the Super Bowl this year, holy shit, for them, that's a hell of an accomplishment, especially being at the bottom half of the list that I'm seeing. I got this whole, you know. You can't see it, but it says a lot about that move. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, can you guess last place? Shooting out of, off the hip. Last place in uh oh man. Total wins. Historically, I'd say the Browns. Historically. Yeah. It's, but, it's but the, really tight knit. Really tight knit. It's uh the Browns at 118 wins at number 32, number 31, Detroit Lions. Okay. 122, and then uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, 131. That's your bottom. Yeah, that's a good subject. How do you feel about – I'll ask you a question. How do you feel about Mayfield? Uh, you think he's going to be able to turn that around, or do you think they're, they got him a foot out the door? I have a uh, – I, uh, I, I became a closet Colts fan my last two weeks in my life. And I can really see a situation where Cleveland or uh, Cincinnati or not, goddamn Indianapolis will make a move 
for Baker Mayfield. I think that team makes too much sense. Yeah. Especially well, it's interesting because with- they're struggling and they uh, they got rid of Odell, traded him to the Rams, and Odell did a little better. I mean, I know there's a lot of domestic um, disputes between Odell and playing with him, but he did pretty well for it being his first playoffs. I think Odell. I, I think I really think Odell Beckham gets a bad rap because a he's a polarizing figure. Everybody knows who he is, but obviously to be that successful in the league, to be a playmaker, you almost have to be a diva sometimes. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I think I think you probably get the same thing if like Devonte Adams was to get the ball. I think he'd be a little bit upset too. I mean, you've seen Randy Moss, you've seen Trell Owens, you've seen him with Chad Ochocinco Johnson. Antonio uh, Brown. Antonio <laughs> Brown, yeah, that's a whole different. That guy needs the ball. <laughs> he's a playmaker. I mean, yeah. But Antonio Brown's downfall was he's on a team with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Rob Gronkowski, uh, and he got two or three serviceable running backs that can catch a ball and they have a pulse. And they got. I can't remember the guy's name. He burnt. He had that really big play against Green Bay. Where he fucking burnt him down the field at the halftime last year. Shoot, I watched it. Uh, I can't remember his name though. But he's a burner. He guy can run. But that team is just so saturated with talent. Fournette. No. Well, that's one of the that's one of the running backs. I'm talking about another wide receiver they got. I can't remember his name. But anyways, but that team's so saturated with talent that you're not going to get the ball at that rate. I mean, they got to stop somebody. They also had a lot of uh, team chemistry before Antonio jumped in. Yeah, they won a Super Bowl the previous year. Like they they had a system going, and Antonio's on that team though. Was he at the end of the year before? Yep. That tells you how ahead of the game I am. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's just there's so many moving pieces in the NFL right now, man. I just like. I can like literally stay up at night thinking about like what's going to go where because I I for me like for the show I love I love the topic and just talking NFL because people listen to it and people yeah. love, love people love the thought of it but you know just like the quarterback moving like Deshaun Watson where could he go I think he could also go to Cleveland or not Cleveland I think he could he could also go to Indianapolis he could you know there's so many options I don't think the Texans are going to trade him in division. So I could see him going to the Saints. I could really see him going to uh, Carolina, who's – Carolina's a quarterback away. Yeah. And I think Carolina is at a position now, too, where they have so much young talent where they can get rid of bad contracts. Like, they can get rid of Christian McCaffrey, and I think they could still be okay. Yeah. Um, a lot of moving pieces right now. It's fun I'm curious. Think. I am so curious what's going to go on because free agency opens up on Wednesday and you're already seeing guys get picked up like Mitchell Trubisky today just signed with uh, Pittsburgh, which I think that'd be like the, the fourth quarterback in the last 50 years for Pittsburgh. Yeah. Terry Bradshaw, they had Charlie, you know, they had, they had a couple other ones in there too, but like Pittsburgh's a lot like Green Bay where you get, you know, one or two familiar faces, that's all you're going to get, you know, because yeah. the 30 years of my life, I've had two quarterbacks, Favre and Rodgers. That's pretty cool. I think that's uh, you see that turn happening in football and basketball where it's becoming more and more of a contracted athlete sport, not a drafted athlete 
stays here for 15 years of the career. Uh, luckily for you, Green Bay has done that. But I think it's and, the, I think the community helps because it's, it's a fan. It's you know it's a community owned team, and I think that players. Yeah. I think the players love that. I think it's just the the lore of being in small town Wisconsin. Yeah, it gets cold, but the fans fucking love you. You're you're, you're like Elvis Presley. You know what I mean? You're, you're, the fans fucking love you. Right. Yeah, I think that's something that sports are losing though, and it's. I think that's why you're seeing a lot of people jump ships because, like I said, they're they're going to contracted athlete and how much money can I get somewhere else? That's why you're seeing a lot of people push their own way out because they kind of have that side of them. I can do better somewhere else. I, yes, I actually I, I said the stat earlier when you're off the show when you got your laptop set up, but the yeah. stat is if your quarterback takes up more than 13% of the salary cap, you're not going to win a Super Bowl because no, no other quarterback has done it. So like Tom Brady's okay. always Tom Brady's always been at the stat line of like seven to eight percent. Wow. With this move that they're doing with Rodgers, they're setting him at nine percent. So I think I think if you take statistics involved with all this, I think if they if the Packers can keep on making moves, I think we'll see another Super Bowl in Green Bay. I think you're gonna see one anyways next two. I'm gonna say two years, Green Bay won another Super Bowl. Just the way it goes. I you know you have the best thrower of the football to ever play the game in Aaron Rodgers. He's not the greatest of all time, but the talent he has in delivering the ball, you can't dispute that he's probably the greatest at throwing the ball. Um, I, you know, obviously time will tell. I think, I, I do think at the end of the day, we're going to look at Patrick Mahomes as the second coming of Christ in football because what he can do with the ball is, is amazing. I'm really do, excited to watch how he does. I, I, you know, I think he's going to be that. Because he loves playing football, man. He, I think he's going to be that another – I think he's going to be a 20-year guy too. I think he's going to be 20, 25 years just like Brady's going to be. I think Patrick Mahomes loves playing that much. He's good at not getting hit. <laughs> uh, he's got to get old first and not get hit. He's still young to the point where he can still escape. I mean, you can look at Aaron, though, too. Aaron's 38 and he can still get out of the pocket. Yeah. I think that helps him his career prolong too. Absolutely. I just want to say about that um... – the teams that have seemed to do consistently well all have uh, stronger quarterbacks as, as far as staying healthier. Yeah. You see a lot of quarterbacks retire early who didn't get that kind of support that Rodgers had. Well, Rodgers has it less than uh, Brady, obviously, but. He can make the argument he's up there. I mean, he's 38. I know, I know Brady's obviously older, but I think, I think Aaron has four years left in him. Oh, absolutely. Let's say more of the fact uh, how well the offensive line, how much the team is oriented around making sure Brady does not get touched. I think the refs help too. I think because, you know, they take away the hit. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Even, even uh, on our end. have a long train of having that on his side. <laughs> yeah, well, even like on our end too, like I know like a lot of people piss them off. Like, oh, they only called that flag for this fucking Rodgers. Well, a lot to right. it. Right. The, the best product you can get as a football consumer is seeing the best teams and the best quarterbacks because quarterbacks are the face of the franchise. You're not going to sell right. them. You're not going to sell me on watching Aaron Donald play defensive line as much as I love defensive football, and I can I can watch a game more that's seven nothing seven seven at fourth quarter more than any other game. You can't sell me on you know, Aaron Donald is on the or Khalil Mack is the you know, linebacker. Right. I, I want to watch the game because it's going to be. I want to watch the game because it's Joe Burrow versus Josh Allen. I don't want to watch the game because it's 
Eli Apple versus, hmm. you know. I hear you saying. Else. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, you're right. I mean, could I be an asshole saying that? I'm an asshole every day of the week anyways, but, I mean, that's what sells. I mean, NFL knows their product. That's marketing. Making that's sports market. marketing. Yeah. I mean, you're not uh, gonna... I mean, look at the Heisman. It's almost always a quarterback. Yeah. And if not a super running back. Yeah. Our, I, I fuck. That pisses me off, though, because I thought what the, the, four years ago, and four years ago, Jabril Peppers, defensive back for uh, Michigan, I really thought he should have won it. He had such a good year. And he's kind of a, oh, yeah. shit, he's kind of a shithead now. He, put, he got drafted to Cleveland and he wanted out and he went to New York Giants, but. No defensive players won it since Charles Woodson. Right. Yeah, Charles Woodson's a once in a generation. Goes. Yeah, the fuck. It's it's too bad. I think the best player deserves it, but I mean what do you, you know, what do you do? I mean sell it to your marketing. Yeah. It, it goes to the face of the team. Well, you know, you look at Cooper Cup stats. Cooper Cup had one of the greatest years ever recorded by a wide receiver. And Aaron Rodgers had a, you know, just a statistical Aaron Rodgers year, and Aaron still wins, you know, still wins the MVP. Right. But it's, I guess it makes sense though. I mean, marketing two-time MVP or four-time MVP quarterback Aaron Rodgers is back in Green Bay. It's nice. Yeah, I'm excited to see how he does next year. I'm, I'm going to keep you to that. In two years, they're going to get a ring, though. I'm going to keep an eye on that. Well, what did I that tell you? Piece. Remember the last time you're on your show, or you're on the show, and basketball was going on or getting heavy. Yeah, I think the last time you're on, I think it was about this time of year, and we were talking about playoff basketball. And what did I tell you? I told you the Milwaukee Bucks are going to win the championship. Did you at that time? Yep, I did. Let's we'll go back. We're going to go to the archives. Yeah, I told you on that show that with Giannis, Chris Middleton, and they just—I think they—I think when they got when they did that, they just acquired um, the point guard that they got. I can't remember his name. But I told you that I think that might be the piece to get him over to hump. Okay. And how? Yeah, Drew right. Holiday and Drew Holiday got him over to hump. And they play. What was that year? Was that the Raptors year? No, that no, was Milwaukee and No, that was last no, they won it last year. I think it was two years ago I told you they're gonna win it win one. Was it with the Lakers then? I think it was I think it was I think the last time you were on was when they played the clip or where they played the Raptors and lost to the playoffs. Then the next okay. year or no. No, it was I don't fucking remember Noah. Get off my ass. I you know <laughs> I did tell you the one to show that I thought Milwaukee was going to have to win a championship within the next couple of years. Got to dig that up. That's good marketing, man. It is good marketing. Put yourself out there as a sports guru. Yeah. Good work. I don't know fucking nothing about basketball. I like talking basketball, but I don't know enough about it to be dangerous. Yeah. Um, You watch any college ball? Not too much college. I know that uh, Gonzaga's going to win, but that's about as far as I know. I'm excited to, to tune in. For the end of the madness. Gonzaga, that's local you, isn't it? Yeah, they're Washington. Um, Are they Washington? My dad's an alum of St. Mary's, so we always like to see them win because that's a rival. But Gonzaga, they just they're small school, but they know how to they know how to recruit. 
they know how to keep the players knowing that they're going to win with their team. They always history, come out with history sells. History sells, I think, any program. Exactly. So same areas, they have good runs, but Gonzaga just always has the, uh, the stronger boot. I'm excited. I, I, see, Badgers actually have a decent team this year. I'm not, I'm not saying they're going to win a national championship, but I'm excited for a sweet 16 Badger game. Those are always fun. Yeah. And we know we're going to see upsets, so. Oh, that's the best. Yeah, and the Badgers can very well get upset, too. That's part of the being a Wisconsin Badger fan, getting your heart broken every fucking year. Are you going to be on the sports book this year? No. I don't. No. I, <laughs> I, I will do fantasy, like, you know, picking like a fantasy team, but like, I'm so fucking gun ho on picking my feelings that I'm going to mm-hmm. lose every time. So I, I thought Cincinnati was going to the Super Bowl. So. Absolutely, man. No, I bet. Awfully this year, I had uh, Chiefs over Cincinnati. I had Packers over uh, 49ers. And then in the end, I had uh, Cincinnati over <laughs> Rams. I went way too hard on feelings and expectations and not um, statistical validation. I love I love looking at the stat lines, like the, the betting odds, because mm-hmm. uh, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers – this morning, uh, they were fifty to one odds to win the Super Bowl, and then now that they wow. signed Mitchell Trubisky, they went to seventy to one odds. Wow! So I think it's hilarious. Like you look at sports betting, and then like players affect the lines too. It's not how well the team is playing; it's who's on the team. So you look at like you look at like Pittsburgh, for example, who's always a perennial. They're always in the mix, and. Uh, you go from fifty to one to seventy-one off one acquisition of a player. That to me, that's kind of crazy. Mind-boggling, especially like you said right now with uh, the big jump. The pieces yeah. are being moved. It's a big jump. That's it's a big. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that would be a good good bet. I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bet on Pittsburgh to win the Super Bowl, but I mean, I think Mitchell Trubisky should be looked at. Not that bad. I mean, he wasn't that bad in Chicago. He just played for the Bears, and they fucking suck. I mean, yeah, he's a former number one. He's a former number one draft or number two draft pick. You know, he get you know the funny thing about Mitchell Trubisky is he gets so much shit because he was picked ahead of Patrick Mahomes, but he what he wasn't that bad. I mean, he's 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 not great, but I think he's. About top 15. He's probably like number 14, 15, top 15. I mean. Mahomes also fell into a beautiful program, though. Like That, that was what they needed was Patrick Mahomes. He fell into a situation where you have to watch Alex Smith for a year. I think that's what he needed more than anything. I think that's what it was? Yep. I think he needed to kind of learn a playbook with a quarterback guru like Andy Reid has been. I mean, look at Reid's resume. He was a. Oh, boy. Offensive coordinator for Green Bay Packers, and they had Brett Favre, and then he went to Philadelphia. He had McNabb, Vic, and then he goes to the Chiefs and the resurgence of Alex Smith's career, and now Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he has, you know, he's he's a he's a guru. He's a great great coach. Yes, yeah, it was fun to see uh, how Belichick did, not having Brady these last two years. I think. I think. I think Mac Ten, man. I think Mac Ten's gonna be pretty fucking special. I like that kid. I do too. He has a lot of. Hard strength. to catch him not smiling. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, well, he did that Joker walk too in the draft down the tunnel. He's a he's a goofy kid, but he's talented. 
He's got a good attitude. I think he's I, to be. he's a winner, man. I think there's very few that come through, and you can say that guy's a winner. I think Mac Jones is a winner. Mm-hmm. He's going to win anywhere he goes. I mean, yeah, he's the right. First, I think he's the first athlete too to sign on with no bowl shoes. Have you seen those? No bowl, like a like a bowl, like Red Bull. Yeah, like a, no bowl. That's the name of the brand. Huh. No, I haven't. I think he's the first athlete to sign on with them. It's just. I, I think if give give him two more years. Yeah. And I think two more years he's gonna be I think the Patriots could make a push next obviously they got a young quarterback, so I think they can make a legit push to find the next five, six years. Yeah, and you know Belichick's the kind of guy who looks long term, especially the kid like Mac. Yeah. Reminds me of a Brady at that time. A little bit, little bit Tom Brady's a little bit different because Tom was kind of forced into his position at that time. Yeah. Did, did you watch the Man in the Arena documentary? I didn't see the documentary, but I remember when Tom first got drafted. Or not drafted, but yeah, drafted. He was drafted, right? Yeah, he was drafted. He was like... As a backup with Blitzo. Yeah, 199. That was his mm-hmm. draft number. 199. Yeah. I remember watching him uh, be kind of a surprise at the beginning. He, uh, yeah, he... That that kind of pressure on a young quarterback either makes you or breaks you. And I think Tom, he's just that special fucking talent where it doesn't matter where he goes, how he does it, Tom's gonna win. Tom's a winner. Yes. Important. I, it's a, I want to say he's a he's a better winner than Michael Michael Jordan was. I know it's kind of a tough thing to say, but Tom is so driven on building a culture. He knows well, how to they're best. They're both uh, coming out of retirement for a second try. Yeah, <laughs> they've both done that. Well, I'm curious how long Far did this too for fucking years. I'm gonna retire. Yeah, now I'm back. I want to retire. Now I'm back. Mm-hmm. Love to see the fifty. Love to see the fifty bomb. Hope he can do it. I, I think he wants to get to forty-five. I think that was kind of his end. I think forty-five, and then maybe. I, I think if he wins one more, he's going to retire. I don't see him getting one more. I can still see him being Tom Brady for two years and putting up good numbers and being respectable. You know what I mean? Yeah. We all know 45 is his first number. He's mentioned 50, so I'm rooting for 50. Yeah, I, think 40, I think 45 will be step one. He's got a lot done. He's not done. So if he, if he has a strong year next year, I'd love to see him push it again. If you look at how Michael Jordan retired, it was sort of like, eh, it's time. Same with Kobe Bryant. They both pushed it uh, until they were no really, they weren't really worthy of to their team anymore than being a big name. I hope Tom does the same. I just, yeah, I, I honestly, I kind of thought like the first two, three weeks of his announcement, he was going to be done, but it wasn't his time. I think he, he's not going to win another ring. But I think he's gonna he's gonna let people know who he is for sure. If you were to say between uh, Green Bay and Tampa next year, one was gonna get a ring, who would it be? Green Bay. I think Green Bay has the pieces to do it. If we go to the Super Bowl, you want to bet on it? <laughs> well, they're in the same division, so they go to the NFC Championship. Ah, shoot! I get too excited about people moving around and which team they end up on. I forget about it. I, I I honestly think that Green Bay has the pieces, not not offensively. I think defensively, they're so young, they're so talented. 
I, you know, they got arguably the best cornerback in the league right now, Jerry Alexander. They had uh, the Eric Stokes, who they drafted last year, who played his ass off at corner as the number one because Jair is down. So they essentially have two corners right now who can shut down almost anybody in the league. Pack on Darnell Savage, who is one of the, you know, he had a little bit of a down year, but Darnell Savage is a fucking playmaker. You seen at the end of last year, he had like five straight games of interception. I mean, you know, that I was catch that, but I believe it. That was his rookie year. And then this year, sophomore slumps real. I mean, that, that happens. I mean, and, you know, another year under, under a new coordinator because the Packers went to, uh, they went from Mike Patton to, I think his last name is Barry. I can't remember his first name. I don't have my fact check. My fact checker on is Darren from the Wisconsin Bureau of BC. And he's not on hey. right now. So, no. Uh, that Barry is our new coordinator. I think it's just like, it's like a quarterback, you know, like new coordinator, new, new system. It's kind of a pain in the ass for guys to learn, but I, you know, year two under Barry, I think it'll be fine, but yeah. I don't, you know, there's so many good players in that fucking Packers defense right now that you're Sean Gary. Uh, and they, they just restructured the other, uh, Preston Smith. They got Kenny Clark. And if they draft young talent, that helps. They got depth. They got so many guys, and you know, with Jair being out, they had you know guys coming rotationally. I mean, they got so much depth and experience right now that I think that defense will be fine. It just comes well, down. They to They got to be Garoppolo, man. That's where it starts. Yeah. Which speaking of, you see, they uh, they did put up a trade. Was it a trade offer? They were saying that they do want to trade him. The Niners did today. I want to say I saw that. I have not seen that. Uh, he's going on page of Google News for me. So I was like, oh, interesting. I was kind of waiting for that, kind of expected it. Uh, being from California, you hear that a lot from the locals. Jimmy G's got to go. <laughs> but, he's uh, not a bad quarterback. He's a winner. That's Has been, but um, he didn't throw a touchdown until his divisional championship last year. That was his first touchdown. Against the Packers, I want to say he didn't throw a single one. He's a uh, goal. Their I... defense won them the game against Packers. Well, that's kind of Shanahan style, though. He likes to run the ball. I mean, yeah. It's, it seemed like Jimmy G had a very hard ending, and I heard it a lot from hardcore Niners fans. Of course, everyone gets upset when their team doesn't win, but who do you blame? The same Sorry. person you blame that the, on the win, but uh, I think we want a better quarterback for Debo Sanders. Yeah, I think. Uh... I don't know how I feel about that backup there, though. That kid they drafted in the first round. I think if he, if he like was as good as as they advertised, I really think that he would have been the starter day one. But I, don't, I really don't think they. Uh, I don't. I think they might have hit a dub there with that quarterback they drafted. I think that's what they're going to expect on. I think they wanted a little more time for him to watch, but yeah, it's good energy around him. I do see uh, Packers re-sign Devondre Cam- middle linebacker Devondre Campbell, five years, $50 million. Payday. He deserves it, man. He had a hell of a year. Yeah, i like to see who Packers end up putting around Debo. He was uh, really fun to watch this year. I think uh, – I don't know. I mean it- – Jimmy G's a good quarterback, man. I mean, he's not, he's, you know, he's not a big arm, but he's doesn't make, he doesn't make that many mistakes. 
I guess I only hear the worst of them. <laughs> yeah, well, trust me. I, I live like right on the Mississippi border, so you know we get to deal with a lot of Viking fans, and you always hear the worst of Aaron Rodgers. But he's an MVP quarterback, you know. But that's you know what do you do? I mean, he's overrated. Well, if he's overrated, he wouldn't be a four-time MVP. Right. If he was overrated, he wouldn't be stopping the shit out of your team every year either. But that's you know. <laughs> That's besides the point. Yeah, I, <laughs> today <laughs> I'm actually so excited because of the Lions last year. I'm not a Lions fan, but I've always like wanted them to win just because they've never done it in my lifetime. Yeah, but like I really want to see uh, Motor City Dan Campbell, the head coach, can put it. Just have a nine to seven season, the Lions, just to get them that hope. Of, like we're gonna get over the mountain. You haven't seen it in a while. Ah, oh, man, I. I I watch a lot of the Pat McAfee show. I, I really look up to how he does his show, and I wish I was that energetic and I had that kind of paycheck to make this show into that, but I don't. Um, <laughs> but I still, I mean, but watching Motor City Dan Campbell, the head coach of the Detroit Lions, on his show last year, he makes me excited as a Packer fan to play the Lions every year because every game he was in this year, it was like it's besides like one or two games. He had like he was within score like one score winning the game, so he's motivating players to play at a high level. It's not like he's laying his team's laying down and dying. He's he's coaching a competitive team. So I'm really kind of excited to see what the Lions do, man. It's you know Probably I like football. I like football. I like I like seeing losers win. So hey, if you watch the Suns, they were in the last place. Uh, they picked up Chris Paul, and they've been. Really leading the Western Conference ever since they have. Yeah, Bucks and six. Yep. Milwaukee, are they they're Western, correct? Or are they Eastern? Eastern. They're Eastern. It's yep. hard to think because I think of Raptors and it's hard to tell. Uh, I think the the Warriors have a good chance at meeting them there this year, and that'd be fun to see. I like the Warriors. I I, I love Steph Curry. I think Steph Curry is so fun to watch. Clay is Clay, yeah. Is Clay back full time now too? Yeah, he's doing well. He's uh, the shot looks like it never left. So, it's, uh, it's good energy. And then uh, obviously uh, Draymond Green, he's fun to watch. He's still got an attitude. It's, it's simmered down in the last five years, but he's that piece of the puzzle that sometimes you need, even though he can hurt you. He can also get in the other team's head. I, I like Patrick Beverly, if you know that yeah. name. I kind of like Philly too this year too, but. They're making a lot of moves. It's, uh, it's going to be interesting to see if it works out for them, for sure. But I would still put Milwaukee over them. I, I did, did, Milwaukee just has too many pieces to deal with. I mean, yeah. Because of, you know, because they have Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, and obviously the best player in the NBA right now, and Giannis. I mean, you got to stop one, one of them. And Giannis is not afraid to no. get in the paint. He, he's a, you know, he plays ugly. Oh, yeah. Giannis inbounds the ball, and it takes four people the whole court to get him to maybe miss. Yeah. <laughs> Leave well, Holiday you know, wide open. Always. See, the thing, what I love about Giannis is, like, I'm, like I said, I'm not a huge basketball fan, but you hear, like, the insider. Like, this guy's a pathological worker. So, yeah. like, at the end of the cha- at the end of the game, after they won the championship, he was back in Milwaukee in the gym working on his three-point shot. I mean, yeah. He's always, always trying to improve. Yeah. 
What's yeah, going we'll on? See. You're my California reporter. What's what's going on with the Lakers? Uh, I mean, kind of biased. I'm not a big LeBron fan, but in all honesty, they are struggling. Uh, like any time you have a lot of superstars on one team, LeBron and Westbrook are supposed to be doing a lot more than they are as a duo. You have a lot of name blaming. It looks like a lot of finger pointing, and not a lot of not a lot of good team camaraderie. It's not just them. It's a big three. They got what's his name too as a center. Uh, who would be their center right now? Anthony. Um, uh, Anthony. Yeah. Yeah. Davis. Anthony Davis and Kamarla Anthony is also on that team. Yeah, but he's one of those. He's a big name, but it's kind of like someone signing Ben Roethlisberger this year. He's kind of. <laughs> Oh. Big name. He's done a lot of big things, but he's drying up. He, he gives you a good a, play here and there, but and he had a good run though with Portland. I mean, yeah, he, he, he had a good run with every team, but I think it's his name that's carrying him more than his statistic value. the The Lakers seem to have a tendency to pick up anyone who's on their last five years and just yeah. see it, what kind of superstar they can make out of them. They've had Demarcus Cousins. They've had we, we just Thomas. They've had Rondo. They really just pick up any any superstar that might have a little spark left. Seems to be their play. See Rondo though, he's always been. He's never been a regular season guy, but you get to the postseason. Ray John Rondo is one of the best. You know what I mean? He's no, just he's, that guy. He's a very intelligent point guard. He, he plays point guard a way that most point guards don't play anymore. Most point guards look to score a lot. He looks to create. Is he old? Is, is the word old school Neji? <laughs> he is really yeah, right. Yeah, he uh, – I mean, if you think of the average point guard, it's kind of expected that they might also be the best three-point shooter. It's kind of a common trend you're seeing a lot today. Rajon, he knows how to hit a mid-range and pass before shooting. Well, that's he what knows LeBron, how to create and he knows how to get people – That's a typical LeBron shooting. player, though. We want, get, give the ball to LeBron, make him make a play. I mean, yeah, and that worked pretty well for them. Not this year, though. No, it's – I mean, yeah. The Westbrook thing has been – that was a big move for Lakers. And is it going to go great or is it going to go how we're looking today? It's kind of like when uh, Chris Paul and Harden tried to team up and then uh, Westbrook and Harden tried to team up. You're kind of seeing that same kind of response. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of, a lot of it with, like, Westbrook is being motivated to play – so, like, when he was a young guy, with you know, not making the money he's making now, he had a guy in Durant to lean on. And they're both kind of – they're kind of kind of like-minded in a sense, where Durant is uh, – you know, he's, he's legit. He is as advertised. He's a fucking competitor to the end. He's electric to watch. He can change the game on his own. I mean, I think playing with a guy like Durant is going to help anybody play, even Harden. But you know that OKC days, you know they 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 screwed that up. They they should have had at least two rings in OKC with Durant, well, I mean, Harden, Westbrook in their prime. You know what happened there? Yeah, they but they gave up on each other. They yeah. all wanted their own individual success. So instead of staying together, they were young at that time. They all broke up into a super team, and well, left Westbrook obviously. But Warriors were successful, and uh, with Harden, the Rockets were successful. So they left each other to go pursue their own. You kind of still see that today. They might team up here and there, but it's all for their own yeah. um, promotion, not for team camaraderie. See, that's why like, I love the players like Giannis. I love the players like Dame Lillard, 
I love the guys that want to play on their own. Old school, man. Like Jordan, Jordan, Jordan didn't need to have Pittman and Rodman. Jordan's going to win no matter what. Pittman and Rodman came to play with Jordan because they knew they were going to win. There's one team I could tell you about that. It's the Warriors today. People give them a hard time because you have a lot of bandwagon or fans like, oh, you like the Warriors. But if you look at their track record of who they drafted, yeah, exactly. Moved in. They're all homers. They're all homers. Every single one of them. It's pretty impressive what that team was able to create. And you'll see them do better than a team that has more superstars because their team chemistry is unbeatable and that's their home. They fight yeah. hard for their house. Was it, was it Milwaukee's fun too, man? Because before right. they built the Pfizer, they right. were going to move the team. That was going to be Seattle's right. next team. And then right. they got. I can't remember who bought the team, but I know Aaron Rodgers was a part of it, and they kept the team there, and they kept Giannis, and that was huge. They built the Look stadium, like Giannis. Now they're going to win. You know, it's first name you think of when you hear Milwaukee now is Giannis. Yeah, it, it's kind of see like growing up as a Bucks, you know, living in Wisconsin. I'm never going to claim like I'm a huge basketball fan, but like I remember like was it my sixth and seventh grade, and I was in middle school. I think the Bucks won a total like the first year they won like eighteen or sixth grade they won like eighteen games, and then that's the next year they won like twenty games. Like yeah. that's Bucks basketball I grew up with. Yeah, like I I claimed to be a Pacers fan because I didn't want to cheer for the Bucks. Yeah, that was back when they had Reggie Miller on our test, uh, and then of course, uh, not a world piece. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember uh, what the fuck's his name. Yeah, they all had that big fucking brawl against the Pistons. Uh, wouldn't have been Ben Wallace. That would have been Pistons. Yeah, Pistons. Yeah, Pistons was Ben Wallace and uh, Rip Hamilton. That's uh, the best time of basketball I knew, and I. Yeah, that was that was fun, man. Can't remember Rip the Bucks though. Rip. Well, the fun time about that is you think of so think of two thousand and three, right? Uh, you hear the seventy sixers. What's the one name you think of? Allen Iverson. Right, Timberwolves. What's the one name you think of? Timberwolves, fuck. Uh, Tracy McGrady. Would have been Kevin Garnett. Tracy would have been the Rockets. But my point is, each team had had their person, right? Where today, like we were saying earlier, like every player is now an individual contracted athlete. They don't care about their city as much as players used to. They don't stick around. They they say, uh, I don't belong here. I deserve more money. And they move where it used to be. Every team kind of had a superstar and that was they were there for 10 years. I think like too if you look at like um like the Lakers it was Kobe and Shaq and then it was just Kobe. Right. But then it was Kobe and Metal World Peace. Yeah. And then you had Shaq and uh Allen I or Ray Allen. <laughs> no, Shaq and Dwayne Wade. No before Ray Allen. Didn't he? Oh, he went to the Heat first, huh? Yeah. And then, then he went to the Celtics, and that was yeah. after Garnett left. It was – the hell was it? It was – yeah, Allen, it was Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, Kevin Garnett. That was the start. That was of the last one, yeah. And then, yeah, then the Heat became the Heat. <laughs> and then, yeah, now it's all over the place. Now if you don't have a super team, you're not relevant, which – Kind of sucks for pro sports, and especially basketball. All That's the what I'm saying. I miss I miss 2003 era. That was basketball's peak. Oh man, I I, I miss and 90s 90s as well, of course. Yeah, man, I like I remember like watching like 98 99 when you just had 
individuals like Allen Iverson, and you had Reggie Miller, who was you know coming coming to the end, but he's still effective. And he had all these young up and coming guys that all made a difference, like Ben Ben Wallace's, and then he had Tracy McGrady's, and he had uh, God, Dirk Nowitzki just came into the league. Mm-hmm. I mean, all these individual guys who just stood out for their city, and it was a lot of fun. Tony Parker, Tim Duncan, Chris yeah, Weber, Mike Bibby. Yep. Yeah. That was an exciting time to watch basketball. And then fuck LeBron ruined it. Did LeBron James ruin pro sports? There's definitely a great <laughs> argument towards it. And I, like I said, I'm not the biggest fan of the guy. I try to be non-biased. But, yeah, there's a, there's a good argument there. I think um, I was listening to Jim Rome, and Jim Rome is a Laker fan. He lets people know he's a Laker fan. And listening to him say LeBron James has officially wrecked the Lakers for the next 10 years is fucking absolutely yeah. hilarious to me. I think they could win, but it's not the same. Like, you have Lakers fans who don't like LeBron. Like, that should be unheard of. It should be. We're so thankful to have him. Where instead you hear a lot of, uh, I'm glad we have a good guy on our team, but I don't really like him. It should be all, so glad we got him, you know. We got the best player in the league. That should be their attitude. But he's kind of changed the game so much, and he's made it so much of a – he's added so much drama, so to speak, into the league, um, both domestically and with outside outside of sports topics that he kind of gets hard to listen to, both whether it is sports or not sports. He's just not the easiest guy to be around. Yeah. Um, but I think I'm going to wrap her up here. Um so uh, you are Ugly Gaming. You are Ugly Gaming Nola. Everybody knows. Now, now they should know. Ugly Gaming. Okay. Um, how, how can everybody find you? Uglygaming.org. Uh, no space or anything. You can also Google it. Ugly Gaming. Um, we have an Instagram and a Discord. Links should be all over the website or on Google. Uh, Instagram at Ugly Gaming. Uglygaming.org. You can uh, play with us anytime. We pretty much talk about the same subjects we did today. Yeah. Sometimes a little more gaming's involved, but <laughs> I think next time I'll get you on again here pretty soon, and we'll we'll hit more gaming and stuff. I really do any, I just hit me at like three o'clock today. I'm like, man, I should really do another podcast. And I just I, I've been talking to you about doing it for a while. So yeah, that's yeah, always good. It's always good. Um, and now I know this is a much better setup for me. <laughs> Earpods and laptop. Yeah, I guess it's a great. Uh... Actually, I love this platform, Streamyard, because. It's basically hands free. I set everything up. I, you know, I got all my banners here. I can, you know, I can switch easy. And everything is, for me is hands free. I, I talk with my hands as it is. So, like, it makes my life simpler. Um, Excellent. Yeah. Last time I had you on, we were still using a different platform. And, you know, it was, I think it was smooth for sure. But, That's right. Um, so yeah, uh, everybody out there, if you're listening, join. If if you guys like to play Warzone or Battlefield or anything like that, actually, you guys got a Clash of Clans, a Clash Royale team too that I just joined. The best. Um, Ugly Gaming is definitely a fucking family. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Noah is kind of the head guy of it all. Noah, you know, I've got to know you now pretty well for the last what year and a half. I Sounds do. All right. I, I never met you face to face, but I do consider you a friend. I mean, good. How much time we spend together playing Call of Duty? I mean, yeah, ugly game is a family first and foremost, and after that is all bullshit and drinking, basically. So, 
But uh, on that note, I'm going to let you go. I'm going to do my last hit for Lit Beard Company, and I'll probably talk to you later. Excellent. Look forward to it. All right. Thank you very much for coming on, buddy. Thank you. Um, that was Noah from Ugly Gaming. And one more hit before I go. Uh, if you, my friends out there, do have a beard, Lit Beard Company is the place to go. Lit Beard Company is uh, the best thing since sliced bread. Lit Beard Company uh, is a veteran-owned business based out of Wisconsin. And uh, you use the promo code STEEL to get 10% off your first purchase. Um, yeah. Uh, the, the new set's amazing. Uh, can't give away all the details. I don't know what they all are, but it's a little bit of a spicy tobacco. Absolutely fucking phenomenal. Um. Yeah, I, I think we're going to try to do another show this week. I do have a plan to get to episode 50, hopefully sooner rather than later. I'm trying to get some other guests lined up. Uh, I'm, I'm sure we'll get Noah back on now that we can get a better setup with him. He's just a wealth of knowledge. He's fun to have on. Um, yeah, I don't have any names to say right now. I know I want to have... You know, a couple of the BRBC guys back on, stuff like that. Just a typical Pure Steel podcast style, little things here and there. And uh, obviously, Austin's going to be back. And I'm sure Friday we're going to get into kind of more of the geek stuff. So, uh, obviously, Kenobi's coming out. They just dropped the trailer for that. I'll probably talk a little bit more of uh, House of Fett towards the ending. Uh, kind of, they had like a Godfather kind of feel for the last episode. Uh, a lot of Godfather references, how they delivered stuff. Um, yeah, just a lot of stuff coming up. We'll probably hit on that more and more and more. And then, uh, yeah, and then the typical nonsense, getting guests on, interviewing people. I love interviewing people. So, uh, yeah, we'll get more in-depth of that. But uh, on that note, it is a happy Monday here. Um and I'll thank you guys very much for tuning in. Mm-hmm.